Hello and welcome to another Deep Dive Hot Seat, the abbreviated version of the main show where we bring on a guest, talk about their life and work, and once rise album from the band of their choosing. This band's week... This, wow, now I can't speak. The week... Nice. Fuck me. <laughs> I'm just gonna cry. The band that was chosen this week is Septic Flesh, the, uh, the Greek symphonic death metal band. And this week, we are joined by my co-host, Marcus Ferrar. Hello. As well as in full darkness and Demon King guitarist and vocalist, Matt Brown. Hey, what's up? How are you doing, Matt? Thank you for joining us. Doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's uh, let's start off nice and easy. Uh, tell us about you. Tell us about your bands. Uh, well, I'm just a guy and uh, I play guitar um, and do vocals. Um, yeah. Most recently uh, for Demon King um, and in the past for In Full Darkness, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, technical death metal group groups. And uh, yeah, that's what we do. Play guitar. I, I, I enjoy the guitar. It's it's something uh, uh, I think it's always been a passion of mine. And it's something that's kind of been like reinvigorated in the past few years. I, I really didn't play for some years. And, you know, even like uh, whenever I was in my final years in Infold, I was just the vocalist, you know, because I was kind of like, I didn't really care about like, I don't know, playing as much during those days and kind of just led to to that. But um but yeah, now I just like am like obsessed with the guitar again. So uh, I guess that's what I consider myself as a guitarist mainly. Very nice. well, if you don't mind me asking, why did you uh, lose inspiration to play guitar? As a guitar player myself, I uh, I kind of go through a bit of spells every so often too, so I can relate to that. Yeah, it, I guess it was just something like that, you know. And I've thought about that recently. Like, why? Why did I, you know, lose that passion? And why is it back? Like, it's just. I think. Well, you know, a lot of it uh, was like. Um, you know, in full darkness, definitely went through some tough times and like somewhere along the way, I kind of lost some passion, you know, and uh, uh, yeah, that, that's my only explanation for it all. Um, but, you know, it's things like that just come and go. And uh, for whatever reason, it's definitely back and, it, you know, it feels good uh, when, when you do reach when you're like um, riding the high that you've reached or whatever uh, when yeah. it comes to writing music and stuff like that uh, so it's got to take advantage of it when it comes well it's pretty wild that you're doing both guitar and vocals for demon king because i uh, i obviously listened to it it's a great ep i listened to it when that stuff came out i still spin it every so often man that's uh that's hard material you got there that's that's very challenging it <laughs> sounds like so good for you for pulling that off man that's, that's fucking great how did uh demon king come into fruition is there a little bit of a story behind that um yeah, definitely. Um, and and well, I, I appreciate you saying that. Thanks. Uh, hey, no know, problem. Yeah. A, a lot of it's still kind of like, um, I guess, uh, it, to be proven because I still haven't done like vocals and the guitar live yet. But sure. that's the uh, that's the plan at least. Um, so, um, but uh, I mean, the story behind it is just like you know, um, just uh, was. No, nothing too complicated i just you know uh had stopped playing music for some years and as uh i guess you know quit in full darkness and had uh come, wanted to come back and start playing music again and i just didn't really have a vehicle for that um because i i had I, I guess i don't know like um what 
everyone actually knows about that, but like I, I had completely signed away my rights for um, anything to do with Infold Darkness. And, and, but you know, it's clearly obviously that they had all gone on and continued the band. So something like that anyway. So um, yeah, you know, they're still doing it and uh, had to have something, some way to make music, some name. And uh, I don't know, I was just, uh, and that kind of that name just kind of came to me uh to me it kind of sounded like a uh uh old school in a way in my in my mind when whenever i came up with it it sounded like it was like some like old school uh black metal band or something like the name but i ever uh, as time has passed i don't really feel the same about it it doesn't really like have have that it doesn't really capture that same um I don't know energy, perhaps, but uh, sure, I don't know. Sure. Maybe, 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 maybe you think it does. Maybe you maybe it's something completely different, different for you. But um, I think I just wanted something to be like, uh, I guess, uh, diabolical sounding in some way. <laughs> just to clarify, Demon King is not an anime reference. Oh, definitely not. And and actually, that was like. <laughs> What I was thinking in a way when I, whenever I said like it doesn't really ring the same bell like uh, as far as like yeah. being like like ever since I, I I came up ever since I came up with that like you know and putting it on the internet like that's been like a big uh, I guess like contender for the algorithm is like all these damn Demon King uh, anime videos and stuff like that and yeah, it's like yeah. I didn't even. I didn't think about that. <laughs> I didn't think you about see, that at all whenever I... That's so funny, man, because um, that's actually a thing I've noticed, too. I think we've all noticed that, where it's like a lot of, you know, metal and core projects are taking, like, anime references. Like, you know the band Brand of Sacrifice? Turns out that's uh, an anime reference, and I had no idea. Oh, they're, they're Demon King is. Also, their oh, name, oh, actually, the name, the name Brand of Sacrifice well, is actually a reference to uh, Berserker, apparently. Oh, that's who you're talking. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Well, I, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't know. I um. I don't really watch a whole lot of anime. I um. I think when I was younger, I watched like, uh, you know, the stuff that was on Cartoon Network, like uh, Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that. But right. Um. But yeah. Um. Not too familiar with it. Like, so you say that like Brand of Sacrifice itself is a reference. Yeah, it's a reference to um, I, I'm not exactly sure what, but something to do with that anime Berserker, which I had to look up. I actually didn't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. I was just doing like a deep because I'm really into that band these days. So I was just kind of like, oh, who are these people? What's the story? And uh, yeah, that's oh, actually okay. like a thing. That's where they got the name Brand of Sacrifice from. So there you go. <laughs> I see. And and what about the the demon their Demon King uh, single? Does that have anything to do with the anime, or is it just like a vague? Or, 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 I mean, I, I guess you would, possibly wouldn't know that. Yeah, I'm going to say probably both because it does sound like a very cool metal sounding name. But on top of that, it, it does continue the motif of the anime references. So I'm willing to believe either. Which I actually don't even know the lyrics to that song. So, And truthfully, uh, okay. if it was a reference to the anime, it's probably one I've never watched. I'm not uh, crazy about the animes myself. I don't watch a crazy amount or anything like that. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But so, anyways, yeah. <laughs> swinging back to uh, cast your mind back a whole seven months now. Uh, you actually released the debut EP from Demon King, uh, The Final Tyranny. 
Now, shameless self-plug, I did write a review for Fistful of Metal about the CP. I quite enjoyed it, much like Marcus, and I still turned it on as well. But uh, one noticeable thing is, obviously, um, The Watcher Raced in in Flame came out two years prior. Was there any, like, major issues that led to the the two-year delay or two-year writing between that and the EP itself? Well, uh, uh, what do you mean exactly? Like, um, like, was there like any like issue as far as like me, like, like why was there de- the delay? You mean? Yeah, more or less. Oh, well, um, yeah. I mean, basically it's kind of a story in and of itself, like Watcher and then the rest of the EP, um, so Watcher, like, it was originally, um, at least, like, part of it was originally an In Full Darkness song many moons ago, um, back in, like, I mean, I, I, I think I wrote the beginning, the beginning of the song, and then, like, a couple other parts in, like, 2007 or something, and then it just kind of, like, never got used for anything, it, um, for whatever reason, and then, um, yeah, and then some, you know, once I picked back up the guitar and everything and started uh, the Demon King project, uh, that was like the first song I went to, to or yeah, the first material I went to, to to create a song out of. And um, so um, I just really wanted to get something going, as I said, and I just kind of um, used what I could and um, wanted to get a song out as quickly as possible. So I just like took took the material that I had for it and finished it up real quick. And then, uh, you know, from there, you know, I just really decided I wanted to roll with the project. And uh, that's when I started talking with um, Mike and Malcolm over at Arson about releasing something. And, uh, you know, they, they wanted me just to do an EP and I had to just uh, from there actually get some more material. So, yeah, that's, that's the whole, the whole reason for the, you know, the two year difference right there. Um, otherwise I would have liked to just, you know, come out like as a debut completely for the project as opposed to just a single, but I was kind of, uh, doing what I could at the time, you know, just simply how things lined up. Yeah, exactly. Right on. That's not bad. I mean, it, it I mean, there, I've heard worse stories, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's just. You know, like I said, it's just all about like doing with uh, doing what working with what you got at the uh, yeah, just what when what got what blah, 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 blah. <laughs> words, man. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Exactly. I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. So going into the future, obviously, it has been seven months. So a lot of the world's been on lockdown. So most bands have been touring. Have you already been looking at what's coming next for Demon King? Well, yeah, um, I would really like to get out and play shows. Um, It would be amazing. But I think that for the time being, I'm not really sure if that's really going to be like the best thing for the project. Uh, I think that the best thing for it is just like to get out or to release recordings and to really uh, hype up the band in that way. And, Maybe after, maybe after this next release, um, maybe look at something like that. Um, 
you know, for, for the release after that, like start, start touring after that. But, uh, and, and I could be surprised things might move faster and, uh, might get, um, everything lined up for touring before that, but I don't know, not trying to rush into it. I think that, uh, with the way the world is today, uh, and I don't know, honestly, I've even thought like that, um and it would it would suck if it was like this but it could be that we live in a world uh that is not really geared around touring you know in the near future we might not even um i don't know we're not touring like that you you know what i'm saying i would i wouldn't be shocked so yes i haven't really been uh even considering it as a i don't know just been focusing on the rec- the recording, I guess. Makes sense. Marcus, any uh any last thoughts you may have about Demon King or in full darkness? Well, we have Matt. No, I think I'm pretty good. I kind of got the uh, little bits of information I was kind of curious about. I was going to ask the same question about what the future of Demon King holds, but you already addressed that, and uh, we have a release to look forward to and some point in the nearish future. I obviously I understand things take a little while, so no rush on that. It's going to be great, I'm sure. It's going to be a full length, I'm assuming. Yeah, um, it's going to be about eight songs. Um, not really, uh, not really focused too much on like a time length or anything at this point, but just sure. uh, eight around eight tracks. And uh, the material we got thus far is uh, definitely, uh, I think it's the best material that I've ever come up with and um really really excited to get it out there that's for sure yeah man we're excited to see it too so very much looking forward to all that excellent well now comes the uh the fun part tell us a bit about your affiliation and your your admiration for septic flesh well i just really and um like you know i think um i it's probably not a big secret that at one point in time, I was a really big cradle of filth fan. And I, you know, I, I still am to a degree, uh, but I, I don't know. Septic flesh is kind of like, to me, it's the same sort of deal. Like they, it's a similar sort of band, but they like kind of, I don't know. They, they capture something a little different, a little like maybe uh, darker uh, in their own way. And it's uh I don't know. It's it's something I, I didn't even I, I didn't even really know about the band until um, the last few years. Um, it's been kind of a treat to have discovered them. But um, yeah, you know, we were talking about it earlier. Um, I, I didn't know until recently that they had so many albums. Actually, I didn't realize that they went back all the way to what is it like nineteen ninety? Yeah, ninety four. Ninety four. Yeah. Yep, they've been around for a while. Um, I mean, I've been lucky enough. I've known them for quite a while. They're actually coming back near me pretty soon, which is pretty nice to see with uh, with Kara Gangren. Um, oh, but yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kara Gangren. I've seen them with Flesh God. Yeah, they always kill it. They're great live. So if you've not seen them live, um, they do put on kind of the same level of stage show as Cradle, but it's not quite as... I don't want to say cringy because it's not the right word, but <laughs> no, I know what you mean. You you don't have to. Yeah, I get it. I, I know. <laughs> um, like, I, yeah. I like Cradle. Let me just say. Of course, of course. Um, 
Yeah, I've I've seen some live videos and yeah, I so I know it it's, it'd be a good show to see. I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely a good show. Um, and thankfully enough for you, since you didn't know quite how far back they went, uh, the album that our randomizer spat out for you to talk about is Titan, the 2014 release. Oh, nice, good. That was uh, the first record that their like newer drummer was on, Krim. Yeah. Which uh, I thought that he was actually on the Great Mass as well, but. Apparently, the Titan was his first one. I think he joined during the touring cycle for the Great Mass. Oh, okay, yeah, makes sense. So, obviously, you got into Subject Flesh more recently. Um, you, if I had to guess, your first album would have been Codex Omega. No, actually, no. Um, I think I got into them before, right before they released that. Um, like I, I, the first one I started listening to was the great mass. And then I kind of, um, went back to communion and, um, Titan and was listening to their records, was listening to those records, um, you know, a little bit before, uh, when codex came out and uh, I really didn't, uh, listen to codex a whole lot. Whenever it first came out, I was kind of like still obsessed with the other albums and, uh, but uh, I don't know, the past, you know, past few months or whatever, past few weeks in particular, I, I've really been listening to Codex a lot. And I kind of, I, I feel like that's definitely their best record. Um, just, I don't know, the, as far as like their development's concerned, it's, you know, um, most, most develops and uh, yeah, it's got a great sound. Yes, Titan seems to be one of those more iffy albums with with people um, in terms of everything that they release and all that kind of stuff. How do you feel this one stands up? What are you talking about uh, Codex uh, versus Titan? Uh, saying... t- Titan versus the rest of the discography. Oh, um, yeah, I can see. I guess I can see why some people would would say that. I re- I really enjoyed the record. Um, I liked seeing uh, Krim's drumming uh, on on the on that record. Um, I don't know. Um, for me, I, I kind of feel like you know when when you look at you know uh, the past four records, they've all been kind of a, a steady step forward for the band as far as sounds concerned. It's kind of like they've um, they've uh, honed in a lot more on the uh, symphonic element they've they've always kind of had that but i feel like they've just gotten really great at it as uh, the records go on so i don't know i uh, for myself i, I really I, I i think that it's a logical um step you know as far as their evolution is concerned so i don't i don't have any issues with the record so yeah yeah like yeah. i said it, it does become a lot more symphonic it's starting from communion going onwards really yeah, yeah. um yeah, I think in terms of live songs, the one that really sticks around is Burn and uh, possibly Prototype. But it's it's weird because The Order of Dracul was the lead single for this album, but it's the one that you see people talk about the least, I would say. Mm. In, uh, in terms of the songs on this album, would, would you say that's a fair song to lead the to lead it with as a single? Or would there be a better pick? Which one you said was Burn? Uh, Order of Dracul. 
Oh. Um. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, that is the single. Um. I yeah. I mean, I I really enjoy. I I enjoy that track. Um. I I think it's it definitely stands up. Holds up. Marcus, you're you're pretty new to Septic Flesh. This was yes. more more so your introduction. How, how did you find it? I uh, didn't like it. You didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I'm going to be very blunt. So, okay, here's my thing about this. I've never re- I've heard of Septic Flesh, right? Never actually gave them any listen. So when you said, "Hey, we're going to check out Septic Flesh for this special episode," I was like, "Yeah, okay, whatever. Going to try something new." My issue with this record is that everything is done so, so, so well, but it to me, it doesn't connect like at all. I don't find the compositions particularly interesting. I find it's like a very, very chilled out version of, let's say, a Flesh God Apocalypse, but it doesn't excite me, you know? I thought That's that fair. like... Yeah, I just felt that like a lot of the songwriting was very samey and um, I don't really feel like this album had a very strong point to make. And I don't know exactly why that is because the orchestration was fine. The guitar riffs were just kind of there. The vocals were kind of monotone and I was like, oh, like, I I don't really get the hype. I don't really understand this band i guess like i guess like from the reason why I, you know you said it you're talking about the orchestration being good uh and like yeah. I, I think that's from that that's when i listened to this band that's one of the things i really focused on and i think that's why it was not such an issue for me um right, some of these right. things yeah i think like um i remember you mentioned the drummer at the beginning of this discussion yeah i thought like his performance was particularly good right um mm. I think just everything around everything else just kind of fell flat for me because the orchestration was really good. I just don't know if it was really what needed to carry these songs, I guess. Like, I don't really remember the album, even though I listened to it really recently. It didn't stick with me at all. And um, yeah, it's it's a very fascinating release because I've never heard this band before. So I'm going into this with like no pretext of like whether or not this band is even good or not, right? (laughs) Like so yeah yeah um yeah it's still a fair assessment i think um maybe uh the album before it does like a little better job of like tying everything together um the great mass like because on that on that record like it's i don't know the um the guitar parts and stuff like that are, are pretty memorable to me um i don't know how you feel yeah yeah great mass i think as a whole is better um uh, of the past four i actually think titan may be the weakest i've i'm not huge mm-hmm. on codex omega but yeah uh in terms i mean it is nice to get marcus's view because it's he's he's looking at it from a vacuum he's never never really heard the band so i may have these rose colored glasses when it comes to like i love this band so i love this album yeah yeah you know what's uh <laughs> particularly interesting about this too right is like the here's the best way i can describe it um when you listen to something that is so so professionally done but everything the actual content 
doesn't land. That's what I find fascinating about this. So if you say that this is the weakest of their four most recent, then I'll I'll take a word for it and actually kind of uh check out the great mass just for context sake, right? But yeah, that's the thing about it. Everything about this, I was like, damn, dude, like this album sounds fucking slick. And I could tell they use actual orchestration as opposed to um MIDI. So it's always nice to see them go that extra mile, spend the extra money. And, you know, this album sounds very expensive. <laughs> it's everything about, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like you hear those I, guitar I, tones and those drum tones and the orchestration. You're like, damn, this all sounds just so fucking crisp. <laughs> like, Yeah, I, they have, um, I think it was on, um, I couldn't be a Titan or it could be um, Codex Omega, but there's, they have like at the end of it, they'll have like an or- orchestral version. It could be on all the records um, actually, yes. but um, I was, I was listening to one and I was thinking that actually, I was like, man, like this sounds really crisp. <laughs> yeah, dude, the production's amazing. Holy crap, dude. Um, yeah. For those who are listening, looks like the name of the producer is a fellow named logan mater mixing mastering and it also says producer whatever that you know whatever encompasses that role exactly who knows but yeah i'm not actually not familiar with this logan mater fellow is he a big honcho he's ex machine head and he's in once human that's a pretty good career then and uh and soulfly he played guitar in all of them oh wow wow. (laughs) that's cool i actually didn't know about that hey good for logan man he's a very competent at what he does and that's the one thing i noticed too i'm actually looking at the personnel a lot of hands touched this album eh yeah a lot yeah, of was... a lot of people were working on this it's really an impressive collaborative effort you know with that being said all my criticism aside yeah and all the orchestration was written by the guitarist uh chris, mm-hmm. chris fuck i hate saying his name christos Antinou, i think is how it's pronounced um yeah. and the actual orchestration was done by the uh the prog philharmonic yeah, that's oh, really? kind of curious about that. Yeah, according to Wikipedia, it refers to them as the Film Harmonic Orchestra. Is that their name? I'm not familiar with this. Uh, I'm not sure. It's yeah, it's the City of Prague Philharmonic Orchestra. Oh, sorry. When you said Prague, I thought you meant like progressive music. <laughs> I realized you meant like uh, country yeah, Prague. Yeah, my bad. Said, my bad. Yeah, like City of Prague. <laughs> that's actually fairly. I just realized they're Europeans, right? Right. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's not a prog metal orchestra. Sorry. I was very <laughs> confused. <laughs> they're not out here covering Cynic. Not yet, uh, they're not. <laughs> uh, let's not talk about Cynic. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That, that Aaron has nom flashbacks from our last Cynic discussion. Yeah. <laughs> so, all in all, Titan, Marcus, not a fan. Matt Brown is a fan. Yeah, sounds, sounds about right. <laughs> And I'm a fan. God damn it, Marcus. Why do you always have to be the awkward one? Yeah, it's all good. This is basically our asking Alexandria conversation yeah. on repeat. No, I like it that it's good that you know it's a differing viewpoint there. Um I'm glad we weren't weren't just all like, yeah, it's good. It's, it's good. good. And that's the conversation. <laughs> you know, here's my thing about this too. I uh I as a principal, I have a hard time shitting on music because I feel like if a band can make an actual product that's really pleasant to listen to that I have a hard time truly hating on something. Like, here's my philosophy. It's very rare to me to actually come across music that actually legitimately sucks. I think right. there is very few music that is actually bad. 
So even when I listen to an album like this, it doesn't do shit for me. I still admire the art, you know, the art shit that's actually in it. Like all the effort that went into this thing is magnificent. Like it's, it's it really is a stunning piece if you like look at it in like that regards. Never mind the songwriting, because even that's that's the most important part. It, it's a, it's also a small part of this album because again of how many people had to work on it to even make it happen, you know. Yeah. But yeah, that being said, where are the riffs? I don't, I don't, I couldn't find them. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask actually, like, what, what kind of metal are you really into typically? Would you say, so, um, I, I play in APOC, so it goes about saying I am obviously into the modern tech stuff. I'm also, I have a very wide spectrum of taste. I'm also really into like, you know, hardcore and deathcore. I'm also into hip hop and jazz. I went to school for jazz. I, uh, was really into Brazilian music for a while. I, uh, I've done a lot. Um, I, I have a hard time. Well, I mean, I, I, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, go, you, you finish up, finish up. I was going to say, I yeah, always have a hard time pinpointing my taste, but in most recent times, the genres that I levitate towards the most have been um, death metal, deathcore, and hip-hop have been my main spins as of late. Well, you sound, you sound like you're... Um you know your mind's pretty like technical you know uh so maybe that's like that's that's why you're not too into the septic flushes approach i guess um you know what it is though one thing i do want to say though was that the vibe was there and that's actually to me way more important because i i do like music that's very not guitar driven because i'm also like really into like indie and like folksier kind of stuff too so for me, it doesn't have to have shredding riffs. I think for me, yeah. it's like um, what I really admire about music is when a vibe and an atmosphere is accomplished. And that's why I have a hard time truly hating on this release is because there is a lot of atmosphere that was very properly accomplished. Like this, this is a mood piece in my brain, at least, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, it probably grow on you at least. Like, cause I, I, I mean, when I first heard the band, like I was, it was kind of uh, slow to grow on me um, at first. I was kind of like, I don't know. I, I, I'm the same way. Like I'm very like, um, like I like more technical guitars or like not even like when, when it, not just guitars, but any music that is, uh, that, t- that takes some sort of technicality at some level. Yeah. Like I'm all about that. And uh, so, yeah, you know, um, sometimes it will be a letdown for like when I hear things like that, but then, I, I always try to like look at you know the bigger picture as well like when it comes to songwriting so yeah um I, I feel like they do it very well are you into symphonic metal in general or is this kind of like an outlier for your taste um well i i, I don't know um i can't really say that like it's like you know my main thing at all but like i i really enjoy um you know those those elements i mean i've Love Demi Borgir. Um, even like the records that some people may not like. I, mm. I really, you know, I, I don't know. I've just always been about that band and uh, Cradle of Filth. And yeah. I don't know, in, in more recent years, uh, less so, but uh, historically, yeah, definitely. Um, and I, you know, I know that like the symphonic world is much broader than those two bands. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else that I might uh, listen to from time to time, but. Um, I, I, yeah, I do. I do really like it all. Um, those, that, those elements. Um, so, um, I don't know. It kind of, whenever I listen to that sort of stuff, um, it, 
I, I guess I try to like just think of it as like um, like a, some big orchestra playing it or something, you know, like yeah. that, that, that level. Yeah. Um, Excellent. Well, all in all, any final thoughts about Titan, Matt? It's good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's good basically. <laughs> yep. Excellent. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. I would like to extend a thank you to we made it. To... We did. We did the thing, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us, Matt. I appreciate it very much. I'm sure Marcus does as well. Yeah, as it's a pleasure talking to you, man. Oh, dude, it was fun, guys. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Uh, make sure you listen to Matt's band, Demon King, and their new EP that released in February, The Final Tyranny. It kicks ass. It is far more technical than Septic Flesh, but it's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, all in all, thank you for joining us. Make sure you check us out on the socials, and uh, we will see you next time.